Hi, I'm Brandon. Hi, I'm Wendy. We reread stuff. All right, so this is a first for us, where I am rereading and you are reading for the first time. So how about, what did you think of Annabelle's scheme? I'm still not sure. <laughs> uh, so I, I was going back and forth because I loved parts of it. Mm-hmm. I thought parts of it were super cool, and I thought parts of it were a mess. And <laughs> I, <laughs> so I don't know where that evens out. So I was like, better than okay. It did not rock my world, but boy, there were some cool strands. So I lied to you. I did not read the Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore. No, I got mixed up with something else. So oh. I will read that on like, <laughs> like the, the merits of this. So you've not read any Robin Sloan before? No. Okay. So what about you? When did you read this? This, um, this is a very interesting thing. The experience of reading this was a little strange. This was my introduction to Kickstarter in 2009. This was the very first thing where I had ever heard of Kickstarter. Sloan had published a short story version of Penumbra online. And a guy that I worked with was like, hey, check out this Kickstarter thing. This author is going to do a book and you can get a copy. And so I did that. That's where this is the physical copy from that Kickstarter. It arrived, I'm almost positive, in an anti-static bag. Like, you know, (laughs) computer components. So Amazing. um, I didn't remember a whole lot about it. I did read the novel, and I really enjoyed it, and I read the novella that he wrote as a follow-on to that, and I really like that, too. The book is this Annabelle Scheme. It's a short book, and there are parts that I think are great. There are also parts that are weird and, I mean, not really to my taste. I, I have said many times before that urban fantasy is not really my kind of thing, and this is a blend of kind of a weird science fiction, like Neil Stevenson, Snow Crash. Alter- I mean, it's, it's an alternate universe story, but also then you've got the the urban fantasy with the demons. And and it's I don't think it's bad, but as I was reading it, I was like, yeah, uh, I really love the beginning of this. And then it just kind of, you know, a little bit of the downhill on the way back. But I still enjoyed the overall experience. Yeah, I had a good time with it. It was just, yeah, like the second part of it, that whole going into the video game part, I really didn't enjoy. It was, and maybe... (laughs) The video game, The World of Jesus. Yes, okay. So, I mean, that's, wow, yeah. That was so weird because I feel like if I... I'm not saying it's juvenile, but I do think that like if I were in high school, I would have thought that was awesome. Here, I'm like, how does, why? And the thought, well, I guess maybe a lot of people would want to play it, but it it kind of felt pointless, maybe, or maybe I just didn't like the Jack Zap thing. I, mm-hmm. I could never figure out, and maybe it was because like the poor falafel king. It's like you go in there, and it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> like. His soul's gone. <laughs> like, oh, great. I'm glad we could go in there. I suppose it did establish things like the getting our little AI demon <laughs> to, to see things in a different way. But I, there was just something about it. And I can't pinpoint it that I was really impatient. Like, just, no, I'm, I don't really like that. But I loved Fog City. I thought that was really cool. So I don't know, because I do kind of like some urban fantasy stuff. So mm-hmm. I was all aboard the deals with the demon Love that kind of stuff. So I thought that was that was pretty awesome. But it was it was a book that 
would like slow to catch me, then it caught me. It was like, oh, this is awesome. And then it would lose me, but not quite, you know, not all the way. And so it really was like kind of a, an up and down kind of, kind of thing. But Well, I think there's a fair amount of satire in here when you've got the tech bro culture and the, the startup culture at the, the Black Danube, the coffee shop where if your startup gets sold, I guess, the <laughs> owner smashes an espresso on your table. Um, I, and Sloan is from San Francisco and he's immersed okay. in that kind of culture. He has done at least some programming so he, he knows that kind of environment. Grail is very obviously Google. I assume the electronic version has the illustrations. I think so. Because there, there's one in there where you've got the Grail homepage and it looks exactly like Google. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you've got the... And, you know, I like little things like that where you've got the, um, the car manual. Oh, yes. Yeah, and you've got that in there, too. Yeah. And the little um, DVD or... No, no, it's a, it had to be a CD. The CD-ROM, yeah. 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 So you've got that, and World of Jesus, very clearly satire for World of Warcraft and pretty much any kind of MMO. But also the quantum computing in itself. Like, this takes, the way some people talk and write about quantum computers, I'm not going to, you know, say that I understand them, because I don't, right? I I have kind of an educated layperson's understanding of quantum computing. But the way some people talk about it, especially people who are trying to sell you something, is that quantum computing is magic. And so that's what you get here, is the satirization of that culture where quantum computing is literally magic. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that. I think it was on Apple TV, and it was the Nick Offerman uh, miniseries. Uh, And I think that had some elements of that. So it made me think of it. uh, Oh. But I'm blanking out of the name, and I'm trying to kind of like half look at it. and It's like... Dove or Dev or something like yes, that? Yes, Devs. Devs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hated that. So I only watched one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird enough that I watched the whole thing. And it was funny because the title, I think, was so bad. I thought it was going to be, you know, like a... Oh, what's that other ones? Is it Silicon Valley or something? Mm-hmm. Or it's like that. Nah, I'm not into that. But it's... No, but it feels like that mystic kind of stuff. So I enjoyed that this... I recognized the satire even being outside of of that world and I did I did find that to be pretty entertaining and you know I mean I like the the sort of just the beginning weird mystery of it mm-hmm. I, I thought that was pretty cool and I kind of enjoyed the way that that was that was sort of resolved there were things that maybe went over my head was there a reason why something was called a banana uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was one of those where it's like, well, clearly. I don't know if it's like an Apple thing or if it was, uh, you know, I, yeah, I didn't know if it was like a clever you know, coding reference that I did not no, get. No, I, I think like the quantum computer, like it made you smell bananas when oh. it was operating or something. Okay. I don't Maybe know. I don't know if that's good. true or not. Uh, but I did like the way that you kind of get subtly brought into that this is an alternate world. And it, it sometimes... I don't even know if this counts as an alternate thing, but Annabelle's car is an Indian car that you can't buy in the U.S. So, like, maybe in that world she has had it imported, or that's a sign that, hey, you're in a different world. I don't know. And maybe there are dealerships in the San Francisco area. Who knows? Right, yeah. Anything could kind of go. Yeah. But you've got... The guy in the band that comes in the beginning, who's the mm-hmm. very first, who hires client, the very first client, 
his like go-to for a pop culture reference is an Indian actor. <laughs> and so it feels like, okay, we're getting these subtle hints that this is a different world with different pop culture references. And I thought that it was it was well done, and I didn't think it was belabored. You know how sometimes you'll get it, and so you, it feels like someone's trying too hard, or it, there's too often. I thought it was a it was a good balance for me that I could I could see that, but it didn't. I guess it didn't weigh it down, nope. or it didn't. So I was like, yeah, I can I can roll with this. Yeah, and I th- I mean I think that Annabelle Scheme is a pretty cool character. I enjoyed that. I liked how we got like bits and pieces of her backstory, uh, and I mean there were some great reveals. I thought mm-hmm. um, just the whole thing when they're up there and they're looking at the page of the deals, and you know you sort of see um, just the tragedy of the way that hers play out. It's like oh, and again you see that. It lands, but they don't really go into it. So it's not a big, long discussion. And I thought that in this case, that was maybe the best way to go about it. Because you can fill in all of those. Oh, and no. I thought it was it was really well done. So like, that kind of stuff, loved it. But some of it... <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is this is another short one. So mm-hmm. even if there were sections that I wasn't grooving with a whole lot, they went by pretty quickly. It did. Yeah, I, I like the beginning with the uh, the impossible playlist where you've got all the the songs it reminded me a bit of the library from sandman where you've got all the novels that the authors never had the opportunity to write but they they only dreamt them up but you had you know fun stuff on the playlist like drive shaft the band from lost <laughs> you know <laughs> some stuff like that just it amuses me but that general idea of and this is a, a thing that it really made the book feel a lot more current than it is. It's almost 15 years old at this point. But now we're getting into the point where we're talking about AI, like learning about musical compositions of a particular band and generating new versions of that. And it's gross and I don't like it. So this felt really interesting to read in the first, you know, half of this before it gets into like the the heavy magic stuff and the demons and the, the, the witch of the tugboat and, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you're exactly right. I agree with like the the AI thing and just like the musician. It's like, well, like I think they just what they just sort of told him like better learn to enjoy it because it's out there. It's not it's not going to change. And how weird it would be to have that, especially you know when it's your dead girlfriend. And I really did like in that it was it was in that list right where mm-hmm. where they showed it. It was when if it was switched right if they had both died in the car crash yep. or if he had died and she hadn't and just that just told all kinds of I think like little stories just in you know kind of an album and I thought that was pretty awesome and I do see those discussions about AI now and wondering like what it would feel like as an, as an artist and. I'm super creeped out by a lot of the, you know, when they use people and put words in their mouths, especially, oh, yeah. you know, when they've passed on and it just seems maybe not a great idea. No, I think it's bad. Um, so, yeah, it's always cool when science fiction, when you see those meetings, yeah, it makes it pretty cool. And I, I didn't mind, like, the, the weird mix of, of science and magic. I like the Jack Zap section. Mm-hmm. I mean, the part where he's talking about his history it reminded me a lot of Mignola and Hellboy. And for a little bit there, when you've got Scheme and Zap together, it feels like Hellboy meets Ed Gray. And, uh, you know, I'm just a super nerd. And I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I don't want to get 
it on his case too much. I just, I think his stuff came up in a section of the book where I was struggling. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> so I had to force myself to read part. But then it would catch and there'd be like, oh, yeah, just cool details. So I would, now, okay, was this, I lost track. There was a short story. Mm-hmm. And then this. Yep. And then the novel. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I need to read the novel. I think cause... it's very good. It's been years since I've read that one as well, but I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think it's been probably on my Kindle for a very, very long time, and then I just, you know, the new shiny comes out, and I don't even know what I got it mixed up with. But mm-hmm. as I was reading, this was not <laughs> at all, you know, what I had thought it was. And you know, that's another. It's silly, and I probably could have looked at it, but I didn't see an about, so I didn't have any idea at all what genre this was or mm-hmm. what this was about and so boy did I just get thrown in and I <laughs> floundered around what the heck is going on but you know I mean give me a bar yes I liked the what was this we finally ended up hanging out with him a little bit Nelson the bartender who also knows a little law and mm-hmm. I, of course he's gonna be there and <laughs> I just love that kind of thing well I really I liked the ending with the multiverse collapsing on scheme and then the book itself as the message sent out to the multiverse to try and find her. It's such a neat idea. Yeah. And I liked it and it was cool and it didn't feel, it didn't feel like a cheat at all, mm-hmm. which I think has to say something about like the things that were going on in it. Cause sometimes they're like, Oh, what a gimmick. But no, I'm yeah, I'm down with this. This is great. So is Annabelle scheme in the Mr. Nope. Okay. No, they're completely different. He Sloan does a lot of different things. I don't know how much writing he does anymore. He had a novel come out, I think, last year. But he's also like into this like high-end olive oil thing where he oh. like actually has an olive farm and makes olive oil. And he does a lot of other things as well. He did a project. He likes to experiment with form and text. And he did a project with one of the San Francisco newspapers, I think, where he he published another Annabelle Scheme story that is, in his words, not prequel or sequel, just another story about an an Annabelle Scheme out there in the multiverse. And it was serialized daily in the newspaper for like two weeks or whatever. So I haven't read that one, but that's the kind of stuff that he likes to get into. You know, I'm completely unsurprised, I think, having read that. That's awesome. I mean, you can do that kind of thing. I think it's super cool. And it's nice, I guess, to be in a position to be able to do that. So good for you, sir. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, I am I think I would be doing myself a disservice if I did not talk about Subdex a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, what a great villain. So, <laughs> in terms of creepiness, just, yes. I thought that worked really really well the reveal with his you know missing eye and Mm -hmm. just yeah just how empty and pretty horrible (laughs) and you know i'm gonna be presupposed to (laughs) me like so it works well with other things that we might read where it's of course this you know i guess evil developer whatever Mm. Uh, maybe not completely evil but uh, certainly lost his way right good intentions right (laughs) they have paved his road (laughs) yeah and and i I do appreciate the sort of tragedy if you watched someone that you love like going down that route and just maybe i'm just sort of like it's good enough what are you 
what are you doing? And so I liked, that's like the good kind of villain, right? There's creepiness and awfulness and ambition and like terrible things, but there's also that core where maybe you can sympathize with them or you can see alternate paths and that's that's the best kind. So so I, I liked I liked that and it was cool. Yeah, I, I liked it again. It was fun to reread. I don't think it's the kind of thing where I would read it too often because for one thing, there's not that much of it, yeah. right? And I think at this point, it's safe to say he's not going to return and give us any more of Annabelle's scheme. But, you know, I might pick it up again at some point. And I, I, I do want to, you know, reread Penumbra because I really remember enjoying that. And the novella that followed that was, I believe, a prequel to the novel. Yeah, I think I liked it well enough that I would dip back in. I could see maybe not settling in for a full reread, but this feels like one of those where like you go in and maybe you just get inspired or it's like, oh yeah, like you know, just showing you what like oh yeah, like just be weird and just go in directions and so I like those little things that I can even if I'm not gonna write, like just something that would fire up the imagination and I could see that. Um, but I don't know. I've not read the novel. It might be one of those where it's like, oh, now I'm going to circle back and do a reread <laughs> so I can see how I feel then. Well, I'm just glad you didn't hate it. Oh, yeah, there is that, right? Because we are in that <laughs> position where it's sort of like, well, how did you feel? And I was like, no, ultimately, I think it was positive. It was just enough weirdness. It was like, well, you know, not exactly sure, but I'm not sorry I read it at all. So thank you for suggesting it. Excellent. Yeah. Winner. All right, that's it. Yeah. I'm the winner. In the next episode, we will discuss Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir.